Hey everybody, this is Dave. Just a real quick heads up, we've got our own Discord, so you should check it out. Lots of cool people talking about lots of cool nerdy things. Also, if you could give us a rate and review wherever you found us, that would be huge. We really appreciate it, and it helps us out a lot. That's it. Please enjoy the episode. We'd like to thank the following Patreon donors. Nick Morgan, Dragoon, Michael Merwin, Helseth, Brittany Wilson, Kevin Smith, Rochelle Jackson, Samuel Brown, David Roberts, Marius Salisbury, Night Spider, and Sriracha. Grab your banana, line starts on the left, and Godspeed. It says Sergeant Major, and then in parentheses it says, but not to be confused with a Sergeant Major. I'm actually, my last name is Major. And your first name is Sergeant? No, my first name is Private. (laughs) (laughs) D. Baker is a wheel, (laughs) fucking doctor, like Hannibal Lecter, with the straight jacket and shackles and a mask over her face, like a a muzzle like you would put on a dog. Moves on to the next. The man is unconscious and has a an IV going into his arm, and he he checks the little bag, kind of taps it, sees that sees that it's a little low. So he reaches into his bag and pulls out another can of Red Bull Emergency and pours it into the IV bag. There we go. That'll keep that one going for another hour. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Fanable.com Actual Play Podcast. I am Dave, and I am once again leading you into the very world of... Wait, wait, hold on. This isn't Shadowrun this time, is it? No, turns out it isn't. Okay. Not Um, unless you pulled a real, real doozy of a a switcheroo on. (laughs) Switcheroo, (laughs) swerve. It is Shadowrun. (laughs) I miraculously have a game prepared. Actually, we're going to try something different. We're going to try something that is a little indie game. It's not very well known. And I have it on good authority that it is from a truly depraved mind, an artiste especial for these sort of things, though very, very obscure. And the game itself is called Banana Light. Ooh, oh my. Mm-hmm. Banana Light. I believe that it's an exclusive title that you can only find on, what, what is it? Where Where can we find this? Itch itch store. Itch.io slash Fandible. Is it mm-hmm. on Itch or is it? Will this, be it one was by the time this airs. Yes. Oh. It will be one time this airs, yeah. Oh, we, yeah. we ain't live streaming this shit. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, that is that is going to be on Fandible Itch or if you're a patron, then for five dollars and above, or is it a dollar and above? Five, five bucks and above. Five, five bucks, bucks and, above. and above, you get immediate access to it. So you can immediately start trolling me on Twitter mm-hmm. or our Discord talking about this game or a complete lack thereof. I can't stress this enough. This game is published, and technically, this is the test play. Check so <laughs> we are we are doing science exactly as it is intended. <laughs> We are we are getting our data sample long after we've published the, pa- mm-hmm. the paper. 
I mean, that, that is the fanable way. I the don't think scientific other, method. actually, no, the only game that I, you know, that that's been a fanable game that we've done extensive play testing on is Jesus's game. Mm-hmm. And that one hasn't been published. I'm seeing a connection here. Mm. Uh, <laughs> no, we did play test the game before we released it, and it was out of the box. Uh, I just absolutely uh, well, rained the hope and will of my wife after playing that game. I, I, I that keep... she did not release it for three years. <laughs> well, that's the thing. That, probably. That's the thing. We release things very confidently when we haven't placed the test of them. <laughs> as soon as we played, it's like, oh. Oh my no, this can't go out yet. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's like, oh, also, so I, notice I've not run that game since for Fandible. Yeah, I have okay. run it at conventions. I have published it. I'm not bringing it like, back to you, you heathens. <laughs> it's like you, you don't deserve you know my delightful game. I'm I'm feeling a little anger coming from you, Angela. In our defense, reason. Angela, you did ask us to play. Yeah, yeah. You knew you knew just the wait. players. I am just going to return the favor. There you go. Oh no! Oh, you're welcome. So it is a favor. Yeah. <laughs> See, we thought she was mad. Oh, she's great. Apparently, she's great. that's just her thankful yeah. voice. You know what? Next game, we should definitely still try to kill Santa Claus. Totally, totally a thing we should do. <laughs> you know, the wonderful thing about Out of the Box is that I, I, I just get to like kind of step back and watch you all argue because I think I'm the only one. I haven't played that game yet. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it's it's a mystery to me. Yeah. But yeah. Or you have it. You blocked it out. No, no, I'm pretty well, sure. Well, I, played... I, like, I think I played a dog that spoke broken Spanish. You we did. played it twice, technically. We played it, we did play it twice. Yes. Both yes. times fantastic. Oh, yeah. It was for, one of the best games you ever played. I mean, Angela, you definitely should run the game. Like it was I think at one point you shot me in the leg and threw me to the cat. And I'm like, this is not this is not did I do that? If I recall correctly, this that was David. Oh, that was David. Okay. Was if, if I was recall correctly, wow, you have good memory of this. Do you just listen to it every month and just fucking grind your teeth <laughs> and like do. slowly like <laughs> open up open up a secret cabinet in the mm. in the closet and you have just like red string everywhere, <laughs> deeply plotting how you're gonna get us back? Because why you have end of the world? <laughs> <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen. Aside from our past RPG crimes against. Our very good friends. B-Toys do crimes. B-Toys do crimes. <laughs> yeah, why do we all play sex toys? <laughs> uh, I'll play I'll play Dolly Widemouth. Anyways. No. <laughs> I can't imagine why she doesn't want us to listen. Play. I just listen, I, we need a little fantasy. I'll be bad dragon. Oh god. <laughs> yeah. Okay, we're done. We're done. All right. So, ladies and gentlemen, we are going to play Banana Light, and we are in the absolute right mindset for this because Banana Light mm-hmm. is not a game to be taken seriously. Mm-hmm. Banana Light, to summarize, is a game about time travel and bananas. The the super quick summary is you are all playing people from a horrible future where the timeline has gotten dark, things have gone wrong, and you can be from any point in the distant future from 2023 onward, and you are all volunteers of a scientific endeavor known as who the hell is stopping (laughs) by. Okay, this is the editing song, I guess. So you're all from the distant future, and amidst the bleakness of the global situation, there is one group that offers hope to this broken world. Time correction, yellow. Time correction, yellow, stands for the procedure of yesterday's effective linear likeness observation window. And that is a scientific endeavor that is led by a Dr. Musa, who developed a, a possibility to ride light wavelengths back into the past. 
In Time Correction Yellow seeks to find one of the moments where everything started to go wrong, stop it or change it, and then hopefully, maybe, budget allowing, bring those volunteers and adventurers back in one piece. You haven't seen the list of priorities for Dr. Musa, but you suspect that might not be as high on the list as you would like. <laughs> Everyone is playing a volunteer, some sort of person whose skill set could, in theory, perhaps actually assist in this matter. However, being a scientist, I, I love the idea of like, you are all volunteers and the guy presses a button and a bunch of prisoners just like slide <laughs> down and slam into each other. Oh, I'm glad them. you brought that up, Billy. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> because volunteers come in all stripes and sizes. And as we will get to character creation, you'll see that they really run the gamut. Now, time correction, Yellow, being a scientific organization, is beholden to budget constraints, primarily through donors and things like that, which will come into play a little bit later. So, let's get started. Ladies and gentlemen, do you have pieces of paper in front of you? You won't yes. need anything. won't need anything fancy. Yep. All right. So, we're going to use the... We're going to use the die process that this game that this game uses and that is discipline interest and equipment each of the three sections improve the chance of success in certain dice rolls for the volunteer now this game uses d6s primarily step one is going to be discipline every volunteer is trained in a specific field that will help probably in their quest to mess with the past without screwing things up too badly now i'm going to read off the list of uh, the list of example disciplines. There are seven of them. So since we don't have a D seven, we can't exactly roll for it. I tried to come up with eight, but really, I just got tired after seven. <laughs> or you can we can just use a random number generator, one through seven, if you want. Or you can, or I can read them off. What do you guys want? Read me them off. Read them yeah, off. Read them okay. Yeah. Number one is soldier. Intense combat training and dedication to completing a mission could always come in handy in the dangerous work of time travel. And they haven't invented a timeline yet where someone doesn't need a good ass whooping. Whether on active duty, retired vet, or mercenary out for that sweet, sweet grant money, your volunteer excels at an array of weapons and physical activities to get the job done. Scientist. Since yellow is a scientific endeavor with vague and contradictory objectives that in no way can be achieved, it stands to reason that a scientist would volunteer to be part of the team that goes back in time. Using your years of dedication to learning and observation, you often establish the theory that the past is, to use a scientific uh, term, a complete shit show. Still, your keen attention to detail and ability to remember and regurgitate information is second to none. Bootlicker. Dr. Musa is well known to be a fan of himself in everything he does, often rewarding those around him to reinforce this idea, as luck would have it, you're a first-rate ass-kisser. What you may be missing in friends and academic accolades, you more than make up for in a complete lack of self-respect. You can grovel, praise, and avoid conflict with the best of them, and this calling lets you manipulate others or stay out of sight when it's time for someone to take the blame for anything. Engineer. While scientists may focus on the theoretical, you excel at the kind of things you can put your hands on. Engines, pipes, building structures, anything that requires math, duct tape, and gumption can be fixed, altered, operated, or built by you. 
When that fails, a hearty disposition lets you shake off fatigue and resist the design flaws of the human body, like hunger and pain, while you focus on how to fix the problem at hand. Criminal. Okay, so volunteer isn't the right word. More like a person encouraged to do this crazy ass thing because law enforcement has you over a barrel. Ranging from thieves to dirty cops to scummy private detectives and more, you've made a living bending or outright breaking the rules for your own game. You've never met a lock you can't open or a small object you can't make disappear. Imposter. You're really not supposed to be here. Sure, you claim to be a doctor, scientist, soldier, or anything else, but the reality is you're good at convincing people you are. Perhaps you're a spy for a rival organization trying to replicate Dr. Muse's designs, or you simply kept getting promoted until you reached a position of importance that you never should have gotten close to. You use your natural charm and ability to read people to exude the image of someone who is definitely whatever they think you are. Finally, doctor. The lingering effects in the human body by <clears throat> onset unfiltered concentrated harm, or ouch, described later. Side note, I didn't describe it no, later. Matter of fact, <laughs> can't confirm. That is going to that's going to be for the uh, that's going to be for the expansion. Yeah. Due to time travel is still relatively new field of medical study. And that's basically where you get torn apart on going to or from the past. Between that and the inevitable harm that befalls a volunteer due to danger or general incompetence, a medical professional is often needed to help administer care so that the inhabitants of the past don't ask questions like, why is that guy holding a banana and bleeding from the head? Like the scientist, but much more highly paid, the doctor's medical education, either through years of schooling or practicing medicine on actual people, has given them skills to heal the wounded and assess the health of people around them. And that are... Uh, that are those are the example disciplines to repeat. They are soldier, scientist, bootlicker, engineer, criminal, imposter, and doctor. I think you could maybe add a one for later, later use mm -hmm. uh, intern or something like that, where you get to take one or two skills from whoever you're interning. Like if you're an That's intern not a bad or a soldier. Idea. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's just because uh, I like the idea of like rolling a D8 in order to decide mm -hmm. randomly. And since it's seven, it's like, ah, that's killing me. Okay, so we can just, here's the thing. I specifically put in the rules, example disciplines. Why don't we just throw intern on there? And yeah, then roll. make it up. Yeah, yeah, make yeah. It, put an intern, let's roll. Yeah, it specifically oh, it. says make shit up as you go along. Cool. Let's so do this. I say we all roll D8 and uh, intern will be eight. Yep. Okay. Just all so, interns. So Billy, since you just want <laughs> all to interns that cannot copy each other's abilities because their abilities to cover, <laughs> copy other abilities. Mm -hmm. All right, so Billy, since it's your idea, yep. you go first. Okay. Oh, I'm uh, number one. All right, so you are a soldier. Soldier. Uh, yeah, your skill set is weapons and physical activities, general physical activities. What Weapons and physical activities? Yep. And if you can put the the your character and name we'll do later up on Zoom so I can remember. Cool. But I will, I will write it down as well. So Billy is a soldier. Yeah. All right, Ange. I rolled number five. I'm a criminal. You are. Jesus? I am number five. I'm going to roll again. Six, which is an imposter. All right. Okay. And Dan. I've got a seven, so apparently I'm a doctor. All right. <laughs> Every time. <laughs> the doctor. 
just yeah, just play the doctor from Unhallowed. <laughs> that's not the else, doctor's accent. So I mean, who else would accidentally get caught in the wrong timeline? <laughs> All right. So as a doctor, I am skilled at doctoring. Mm-hmm. You are skilled at doctoring, and you are skilled at doctoring and assessing health of people around you. Now these are very generalized. You basically make your argument to or for or against. Yeah, because I'm a doctor, I should get more dice in this, basically. Exactly. Because of mm-hmm. reason. So the way this works is that whenever I put you up against a challenge, you have you have one d6 to roll to overcome the challenge thing is one d6 or two d6 but it's always d6 and every time your discipline helps you add an additional d6 oh i believe it's two you roll two d6 for every challenge challenges range from eight to twelve generally okay all right so that's our disciplines our soldier our our criminal our doctor and imposter all right moving on to e chart o equipment while the brave team in project yellow are supposed to be some of the most brilliant minds of their fields the fact is the past is dangerous and boats are scary right i forgot to bring this up for some reason that dr musa is not entirely sure of and really not inclined to investigate too deeply because that sounds boring he has discovered that all of these instances in the past all of them take place on a boat (laughs) okay they all take place on a boat they always take place on a boat, big boats, little boats, boats from the past, boats from the 20th century. It's everything leading up to around 2019 and nothing after that because things were too busy going wrong. Mm-hmm. Now, it's always on a boat. And something that you've learned is that, unfortunately, people in the nautical profession are very superstitious. And one of the things that they're very superstitious about is having bananas on their boats. We will get to that later. Tuck what that away. <laughs> that is an actual thing, by the True. way. It's an yeah, actual yeah. thing. It is an actual thing. Uh, no, it's not. It yeah. is, and it's no. literally the biggest part of my knowledge that made this game. It is not a European. I am going to display a microaggression and say it is not part of my European culture. Thus, it does not exist. Yeah. <laughs> okay, that's fine. That's fine. Is it really? Yeah. I, I, you're not fucking dead with ass. Me. Dead ass. Bananas <laughs> are considered really, really bad luck on boats. That's crazy. Is there yes. a, like was there a horrible accident and banana banana was involved? Like yeah. someone slipped and blew up a boat. We, I mean, I assume so. I assume there was some. Well, yeah, that's of... what happened. What happened to Jesus? Oh my god, mm. it's true. No bananas yeah. on board behind the superstition. Oh my yep. god, Jesus Christ. Yep. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Deadliest catch and the tuna show, the tuna catching show. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. So, whereas many would endeavor to equip the intrepid volunteers with the very best gear available, Dr. Musa instead sees an opportunity to test out experimental devices that he has designed without risking his own well being in any single way. This tiramisu of science, sending people with experimental technology into the past through experimental time travel to theoretically alter the future, mixed with the entrepreneurial spirit of hopefully patenting one of these gadgets means one thing. You get stuck with whatever weird junk the doctor gives you. Now, you can either, everybody rolls a D12. I'm not going to assign everything, anything. Everybody roll a D12, starting with Billy. Okay, I'm going to roll a three. A three. A bag that when you open it gives you the third most useful thing in that situation. <laughs> a bag when I open it gives me the third. 
okay, I'm just trying to, I need a gun. And then it's just like, I reach in there and I pull out like a harpoon gun. <laughs> you would get like one of those wrist rocket, what are they called? Oh, uh, slingshots. 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 Oh my God. Yeah. Okay. I mean, the easiest way is like, all right, I need a gun. You don't get a gun. What What? What are you settled for? A, a taser, uh, okay, a taser. Well, you can't get a taser. What would you settle for? A fucking BB gun. That's what you get. <laughs> <All right. laughs> I like that. Yeah. All right, Ange. I rolled a seven. A seven. A compact that lets you talk to the evil version of you from another timeline. <laughs> this works. Wait, if she's a criminal, could she talk to the good part of her? <laughs> yeah, the evil version of her is actually like a non She's concerned. Yeah. That is the evil version. Yeah. The government's like, stop doing crimes. <laughs> Diabolical. Come what do you know? <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. One moment. And roll. I rolled a seven, uh, which we already got. So mm-hmm. let me roll again. I rolled a nine. Nine, a listening device that only translates into a language you took once in high school. Of course. <laughs> I took French once in high school, so that's going to count. There yep. you go. Rolled a one. A lockpick that can open any door, but meows like a cat when you use it. <laughs> Checks out. Checks out. <laughs> Meow pick. All right. <laughs> All right. Things that you guys missed were a rope that can stretch to attach to any, but catches on fire at, one, at some point afterwards. Mm-hmm. An egg that, when cracked open, will birth a small bird that gives you a motivational speech. <laughs> A map and or blueprints that only shows you directions when you're too intoxicated to read it. A ray gun that makes a person permanently forget their last thought but falls apart after using. An action figure-sized robot possessed by the ghost of your most annoying dead relative. A helmet that renders the wearer invisible but makes it so they cannot see or hear while they use it. A wallet-sized box that can fold out into a comfy chair. (laughs) I was just tired when I wrote that one. And finally, a mask that makes its wearer look like any person but they don't know who they look like. Hmm. And keep your eyes peeled, listeners, for an expansion for this, because I could make those things up all Mm -hmm. freaking day. All right, so that is your equipment, and that is the end of the discipline. Did we skip interest? Yeah, there was interest, yeah. Oh, yeah, interests. Oh, interest Interest is just, like, passingly mentioned. There's no, like... Yeah, there's no chart for it, because basically... Sorry, I forgot the interest part, because I didn't put in the, the page for interest. Just write down an interest your character has outside of their outside of their discipline. Mm. It could be anything. It could be um, it could be checkers. It could be throwing a baseball, and it's something that might help. That adds another. I am personally going to use Rob random hobby generator online and see Ooh. what pops up. Oh, I didn't think about that. Ooh, I like okay. that. Okay, random hobby. See. I'm going to click ten hobbies and let's see here. Mm, ten more hobbies. <laughs> None of them are good. Uh, are good. Well, I found mine beatboxing. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do magnet fishing. A magnet fishing? Yeah. What mine came up with way too many useful ones. Mm-hmm. <laughs> magnet like, fishing is basically you throw a magnet into some water and you try to get like trash or treasures that people have dropped in there. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. That's amazing. more magnetic fish. If you find one, it's like, fuck, look at this. <laughs> I mean, in the future, you probably, they have so much mercury. Yeah. Right. This mercury magnetic. No, I don't think so. I don't know. In the future it is. Things are <laughs> fucked up in your future. <laughs> Angela, your, your hobby, your interest should be role-playing games. <laughs> no, my list originally came up with things like ax throwing, shooting. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. One last time. Oh, judo and welding came up this time. Hey. Oh, hey, look, I could use lockpicking as a hobby mm-hmm. with the lockpick. 
mean, cryptography is a bit too useful. I mean, generally. you can have an interest that's useful. Like, you yeah, don't but have where's to the fun in that? Useful. Where's the fun in that? I guess. Uh, <laughs> gonna... Like woodworking. Woodworking could be useful, but it's also weird. Oh, Angela, mm-hmm. you, you should do needlepoint. Needlepoint. <laughs> You've been doing that all day. Yeah, oh, I know, I know. Oh, I, I got it. I'm going to be stand up comedy. I'm going to oh, my God. <laughs> a soldier who aspires to be a stand up comic. Well, you know, it just helps with my PTSD. I like to, I like to tell jokes. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I, I try to find the, 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 the beauty with humor. I got it. Yo yoing. Absolutely, probably useless, but. All right. So in this game, I don't roll. I just set a difficulty and then you try to beat it. Actions are described by the players. I describe the repercussions. In the event of a tie, you succeed. If you, for instance, difficulty 12, you roll exactly a 12, you succeed. And every discipline or interest adds that's applicable adds 1d6. And then there's also, just real quick, some cool stuff. There's some cool stuff that you can do as time travelers. Number one is if I could not turn, turn back time. Back time. Oh, don't, <laughs> didn't want to get sued. Uh, let's try this again is a reroll. The volunteers are capable of retrying any failed action by manipulating time itself. This can manifest as anything from a matrix style bullet time moment to finding a note from a future self telling them to duck. Using a reroll always results in a bad token being added to the timeline. I'll describe that in a second. When you get sent back in time, one of you has a three-day-old banana with you. That is because the exact color of a three-day-old banana is the exact wavelength of light that helps you travel back in time. Mm-hmm. This banana, for reasons that Dr. Musa is also equally uninterested in investigating, becomes indestructible when you go back in time. When that happens, you need that banana in order to get back in, to get back to your future. Do not lose the banana. <laughs> do, do we all have our own banana? No, no. There is one person with the banana, much like a football or a bomb. Mm-hmm. Well, we who, clearly the only person we could trust is Jesus to hold on to it. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> Naturally. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yes. Yes. Totally. Or, or because you have four people, you can roll a D4 and find out which <laughs> one of you people has the banana. I've been told by my supervisors to trust Jesus implicitly that beyond, I mean, they'd sent an email and we know how secure those are. All right. So just real quick, getting damaged, death and dying. You have, you have health levels that maximum of five. Those are also the maximum amount of dice you could theoretically roll. And every time you get hurt in a scene, you lose one of those dice. So you start at five and you go down all the way to one making it more difficult the more you get hurt to actually succeed at a roll. If you get to zero, you are assumed to be knocked unconscious. And if you want, if your character could theoretically die, you can say, no, I don't die because a future you intervenes and saves your life. This also has a negative repercussion on your future. Now, at the very end, you are collecting your objective Changes every time, but mostly what happens to the boat? Stop it from sinking. Did I mention it sinks every time? Mm. That's probably important. Again, very low on the list of Dr. Muse's concerns. Mm. So during every mission, you're going to be on a boat. You want to find out what went wrong with the boat. And during that time, at some point, the boat's going to sink. 
ideally stop that or more ideally get off the boat before it sinks mm -hmm. in which case you're going to need the banana and then you know all the all the oxen free you go back into your future during this game you're going to get good tokens and bad tokens this represents how well you're affecting the timeline that you're going back to good tokens are done by achieving goals generally having a good time, making people laugh or staying true to your character, whatever the fuck that means. It's three stats and an interest, or excuse me, three stats and a name. Do your best. During the game, you can also use those special things, fucking with time, not dying, turning it back to re-roll, or if you do something that is actively or in or accidentally bad to the objective, then you all of these things accrue bad tokens. At the end of the game, you count up your good tokens and your bad tokens, and whichever has more, that is your effect on the timeline. So you could do something good, which is never monumental, but incremental, and you could do something bad, which is never disastrous, just more of the same bad stuff. Now, I didn't put this last part in here because I didn't want to, but... Let's go around the table and each one of us, before we start, is going to come up with one thing that is completely fucked about your timeline. Now, this can be anything like giant vampire bats run Congress or gravity reversed, but only for people named Sheila. <laughs> it can be weird. It just can't be the moon is about to crash into the earth. It has to be something that when you, ex if you tried to explain it from someone else in another timeline, they would look at you like you have four eyes. Maybe everybody else has four eyes. Who knows? So I'm going to run to the little bananas room. And when I get back, y'all tell me what you came up with. Did y'all think of some things that are wrong with your planet? Um, yes. Oh, yes. Go ahead. Okay, we're gonna we're gonna start with. Let me get my notes. Yep. In twenty twenty nine, for some reason, vegans all turn cannibalistic. <laughs> <laughs> we think it might be the we think it might be the tofu. We're not sure, but it's well, I would say it's bloody, but they don't like blood either. It's it's a very a restrictive. So it's sort of diet. So they mow gnaw and stuff like chew is what you're trying to say. Well, they kind of make a like a like a puree of us puree. These are uh, puree. Okay, things. there we go. There we go. There we go. Okay, we're uh, all grass fed before we're parade. Yep. <laughs> and due to the due to the fact that the it's a it's a darker timeline, uh, that in no way has changed their standing as citizens of the world. They are catered to now by corporations that sell fictional human meat. Or or secondhand meat, as it were. Mm -hmm. All right. Thank you, Angela. We went to mine the moon. It is, in fact, made of cheese. <laughs> <laughs> and we can smell it. <laughs> it's yeah it's it's janky yeah we, we accidentally mined through the 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 the, the, the thin wax paper that kept it in day. <laughs> Amazing. So every night, the entire half of the planet is just awash in funky cheese. And we all can't agree which it smells like. Some people say Swiss. I'm more of a Munster. Yep. But whatever it smells like is not your favorite cheese. No, it is the cheese you do not like. Yeah. 
uh, strangely, and to other people, still smells like soapy cilantro. All right, uh, Dan. So you know how they say, you know, once there once was a time when, you know, your parents picked you up and then put you down and never picked you up again, right? That 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 happens. Let's you know, think on that one for a moment. No, well, I don't like thinking about that. Well, <laughs> here's 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 what happened instead. It's a, it's a lot like that, but it's like one time the, you know, McDonald's just didn't, you know, like brought back the McRib and then they never brought it back again. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> McDonald's never brought back the McRib. I like to think that every year, like on New Year's Eve, instead of like the ball dropping, there's an AI that says McRib this year or no McRib. And exactly. every year it just no. It's been like a decade. Yeah. And they've been asked for comment. They're like, no comment. Like they just refuse to discuss it. And strangely, the most upset demographic, former vegans. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> Is it a coincidence? Mm. Surely. Surely. Mm. Can't imagine a reason why these things would be related <laughs> at all. But the fund- fundamental Christians in the world believe that when they do bring back the McRib, it will make the McEve. Anyways, it is found that it is found that the hollow earth exists. Mm-hmm. And it's full of cultists who are slowly trying to take over the world. Okay. So I'm going for simple. Yeah. Simple. I was hoping there'd be another like food or dining related one, but okay. All right. Okay. That's fine. Trying that's to fine. take over world. Yep. Hollow earth is, exists and it's, it's filled with cheese too. We're getting it from both ends. Turns oh, yeah, out cheese right. is one of the, for, like the, the building blocks of the universe. It's, yeah. it's yeah. a, it's a fondue hollow earth. It's <laughs> very, it's very gross. No wonder they want really getting, you know, it's really getting fucked in this future are people who can't eat cheese. Oh, geez. <laughs> <laughs> like people are like, oh, Jesus so living hell for Listen, them. You know, it's, it's well, the paradox. Of, of intolerance, right? Like you can't tolerate intolerance. We finally had it with the lactose intolerance. Yeah. We'll no longer tolerate yeah. intolerance. Lactose. They're the ones we offer up first to the vegans. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. In some okay. ways, aren't the lactose intolerant actually a vegan food group? There we go. Oh my God, that's hilarious. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> the, they actually, the lactose intolerant offered themselves up because the smell of cheese is just too much for their poor mm-hmm. little systems. No, mm-hmm. that that all said, I've met many people who are lactose intolerant and they are without fail, just the most badass and cavalier people. They're like, yeah, this will make me sick. More cheese. Yeah, those, <laughs> those, those people. Yeah, those people live in the wasteland. They yep. are the Mad Max yep. cheese guzzlers. We call them like mm-hmm. for real. Like lactose intolerance pe- people are just like they know what they're getting into. Mm-hmm. They step in there and they they make a choice every because it's worth it every single time. I'm just gonna eat this craft macaroni and cheese on the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> I like to view it myself as a fire in the torpedoes. Load her up. <laughs> Bow. <laughs> Okay, last but not least, I'm going to need, uh, let's see, Billy, roll a D4. Billy's going to be one, Angie's going to be two, he's just going to be three, and Dan is going to be four. Mm-hmm. We got a four. Dan is the one with the banana. Dan, no, the banana. Banana. Banana, Dan. All right. Actually, while you've got the uh, thing up, Billy, why don't you roll a D12 for me? The douche 12. We got ourselves an eight. An eight. All right. Two, two, two. All right. Okay. Cool. Beautiful. All right. 
let's begin. Already parched running all this game. That's good banana juice. All right. <clears throat> In a world where vegans no longer dine on the flesh of the earth, but on the flesh of the people. In a world where the moon is made of cheese, infuriating the cannibal vegans. In a world where the McRib will never be back. In a world where cultists from a place thought impossible are a very powerful voting demographic. And we open in an outdoor laboratory that looks very lab-like. It's a beautiful day outside with crackling thunder overhead and most of the oxygen is still in the air, not being stolen away by the cultists and their giant device that has had to be repaired a couple of times by Joe's by Joe's abominable device corporation. Everybody has really tried to make a side hustle on the the incoming apocalypse. So the device is now out for repairs. It's in the shop. So most of you are able to breathe normally. The ever-present storm overhead, because you're in Seattle, that shit show, drizzles rain down. And you are in a sequence of tents, not good tents. Like if you imagine the Great British Bake Off, but they really were on a tight budget. So a lot of water gets through. Not all of it is acid rain, which is beneficial. And you are standing there in what can only charitably be called a loading area slash prep area slash storage area slash. British Bake Off prop hold. Prop hold. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and then off to the corner, to one side, there is a very official looking tunnel, like the kind they use in ET near the end, where it's all blocked off and completely sanitized. And just beyond that is a absolutely gorgeous, wildly expensive uh, what are those things called? The the vans that people bring camping, not VCs. Oh, RVs. 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 I was going to say VCR. A VCR. Yeah. Let's get weird. RVs that holds one brilliant scientist, holder of 16 different doctorates, winner of four different awards, three of which he discovered himself, Dr. Musa. And there is a, there is a rummaging and the entire RV shakes and there is a as a skull poof puff of smoke erupts and is expelled through the top of the rv and you hear damn it and there is a slam of a door and then through the two flaps in the sanitized hallway comes dr musa he is a diminutive man he's an asian man he's korean he's balding but he does a part kind of putting what hair he does to the side, but there's not enough to do that. So he takes the hair from the back, grows that extra long, and then puts it to the front, which no one has really the gall to tell him, 
He's got a tic-tac-toe row on his head now because it crosses over perfectly 90 degrees. And he's wearing small spectacles and a dirty, smoking lab, lab coat. And he comes stumbling out. Damn it! Where is the, the soldier? Soldier! I step forward and I salute. And I am a, hey guys, this is Billy and I am playing the soldier. And I am about like, I'm a six, six, five man, 210 pounds of packed muscles. I'm an I'm African-American. I have a shaved head, not because it's stylish, just because I've been losing my hair since I was like 20 and I don't really want to admit it. And I immediately salute the man and say, sir, Sergeant Major, sir. Not to be confused with a sergeant major. I'm actually just a sergeant, but my last major name is Major, sir. Sure. And he he peers at your hello, my name is sticker on your chest, and it just says major. It says sergeant hmm. major, and then in parentheses it says, but not to be confused with a sergeant major. I'm actually my last name is Major. And your first name is Sergeant? No, my first name is Private. <laughs> <laughs> But if he goes in my files, he realizes no, that. No, uh, it's private. <laughs> it's, <laughs> private. <laughs> it's, it's private. Yeah, you're fine. It's private. <laughs> I'm working on that routine. Private major. All right. So, a sergeant major. But, but, sergeant, again, not... but he's a sergeant major. <laughs> no, <I'm> not... <laughs> I love it. Not to be confused with a sergeant major. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> I'm funny. <laughs> I fucking love it. All right. And all right. Just real quick. You'll see that I put little disposable silver cupcake tins on the table here in front of us. Every time we get a good token, you're going to take it intact and put it aside. Every time we get a bad token, you're going to crumple it up and put it aside. Okay. Yeah. During the game, it's not really specific or special. What you use is tokens. I don't care. Neither's Dr. Musa. He squints. Hmm. I see. Well, you're going to be going on an adventure soon. So take whatever gadgets you, excuse me, take whatever nonsense, bullshit, take whatever highly developed equipment you have been assigned in that box mm -hmm. and get to the loading area. And he looks over camera pans over the loading area is a, a bunch of picnic tables that have been put into a circle and in the very center. There is a pedestal on the dirt with a banana behind glass. And that's it. Well, Sergeant Major picks up the box of important materials and nods his head towards the doctor and heads on over that way. Or as he says, as he walks, he's like, I'll just fly these over. <laughs> and boy, are my arms tired. Nah, it sucks. He shakes his head, realizing that's not good for the routine. You hear behind somewhere in the distance. Boom. <laughs> All right. <laughs> it's the interns. Boom. <laughs> Boom. All right. Where is the. <laughs> he says, What are you pretending to be? <laughs> so this. He just looks over and points, yeah! and the camera follows his finger and where he's pointing across. I mean, there's a ninja, there's a space pilot. It's it goes to what was what's the what's the the plastic thing, the modern version of the outhouse that was it called? Oh, the porta potty. There's there's a there's of course in this this 
highly advanced facility, which is just a bunch of tents. There is a small porta potty, a large, relatively large porta potty. And in front of the porta potty is there's a there's a door handle, but a pretty long one. And you see that the door handle starts to move a little bit, tries, like someone's trying to open it a couple of times, a couple of times. You, you. And then the, the door opens. And the doctor points in the right direction, but behind him is a guy with a mop, just mopping behind him. And behind him is Frederico Ortega, who is just the janitor. You, and so he clearly, Dr. Musa, was pointing at, he was pointing at a man in a ninja outfit, <laughs> juggling flaming knives on one foot while balancing on a ball. And just as he went to sneeze, he falls on his ass and bounces out of frame. And the camera instead focuses on the janitor. Yep. And it's the janitor, Frederico Ortega, the smallish man, tan skin with a mustache. He's like, what? Ninja, get here. Over here. I. Sir, I'm not ninja. Uh, 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 he steps forward. Y yes, sir. Ninja. Yeah. I have need of you. Get to the loading area. But first, collect that box. Uh, okay, where do you want? I I'll move it. The loading right? area. That is your highly advanced equipment. Ninja, I, I barely know her. Fuck <laughs> 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 oh. you, Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> oh, right, sir. Right, sir. I'll, I'll move it over there right now. Right, ninja. I, I bring them up, though. Soldier, what else do we need? You there <laughs> in the shackles, <laughs> and because she'd be actually like a, a doctor. Oh god, Hannibal, like just like rolled out with like the mask <laughs> on her face. The volunteer, Angela. What are you in for? Vegan, vegan. <laughs> She's a vegan. <laughs> <laughs> You're already starting with the point. Yes. <laughs> These are really paying off. Nice. All yeah, right. So yeah, I I love it. D D Baker is uh wheel like fucking doctor like Hannibal Lecter with the straight jacket and shackles and a mask over her face like a a muzzle like you would put on a dog, but. She is not as imposing of a figure as as Dr. Lecter is. Likes protein. <laughs> oh, no, she had plenty of protein. <laughs> that's the problem. She gets her protein. Yeah, um, she is a, a short, squat, like very butch woman. She's got like a short black haircut. It's about all that you could see of her considering how she is is bundled up. But she is is wheeled over by, by one of the interns who looks terrified out of their mind. All right. And it's like a five leader. minute process to like start undoing her from the, the wheeled cart because the, the intern is not coming along. The, the intern mm -hmm. drew the long straw and only had to wheel her over, does not have to go on the mission. Mm -hmm. And the intern gently, gingerly places you there and then unhooks the buckles in the back, like extended hand ready to sprint at any time. And then right before he unhooks the last one, Kevin looks over at Billy's character and says, you fucking suck. And you are you are released. Released. <laughs> Excellent. Mm -hmm. And you also have a hello. My name is D Baker. Yep. And finally, Dr. Musa looks around and says, hmm, hmm, hmm. 
You, doctor, the one that clutched my balls and told me to turn left and cough last time. I guess that's me. So yeah, there, there's a tent off to the side where there there is in fact a, a man in a lab coat and his his back is turned to the camera. And he, there's several people in in cots in front of him in various states of you know illness or injury. And as he goes by through you know over each one, you know the first one has a broken arm, and so the doctor's takes takes one look at him and goes. Hmm, yes. And reaches into a bag to the side and pulls out two cans of Red Bull emergency and goes, all right, take two of these. The first one right now, the other one tomorrow, you should be all fine. Moves on to the next. The man is unconscious and has a an IV going into his arm and he he checks the little bag, kind of taps it, sees that, sees that it's a little low. So he reaches into his bag again, pulls out another can of Red Bull emergency and pours it into the IV bag. There we go. That'll keep that one going for another hour. And then for the last one, there's a gaping chest. Was like, oh, that's going to be infected. Pulls out yet another can of Red Bull Emergency and just pours it over the wound, disinfecting the wound. And then just seeing that he still got half a can left is in the process of drinking it when when uh, Dr. Musa calls in. You see, in the future, Red Bull has basically taken over the entire medical profession. <laughs> so Red Bull turns out is used as, you know, as IV liquid, as disinfectant. It, it keeps you hydrated. Gives I mean, you they really they really started out with genetic modification, and that's why they give you it gives you wings. Exactly. <laughs> no, and so that's the thing. There's a chart there, and you gotta like just like all right, wings. Yes, <laughs> uh, and that's how you know that the healing has begun. <laughs> it's just oh. a checkbox. Wings. Yes, definitely. Yes, <laughs> exactly. Said so he, he turns out. Yes. Congratulations, you volunteered. Get your ball clutching ass to the circle. It looks like the doctor has you by the balls. It's not bad. <laughs> Kevin stops when Dr. Musa says that. That's not bad. But I wouldn't open with it. <laughs> <laughs> all right. And you all get to the circle. Doctor! If you are so... If you are so interested in grabbing my fruit, you will bear the banana today. Oh, boy. Your mission, should you choose to realize you have no choice but to accept it, is to go to the SS Archon, a small fishing vessel in the Bering Sea, and find out why it sank. Because sink it did. There were no survivors. It was horrible. I've seen the, seen the things that happened to the, the bodies. Troubling. Haunting. But it takes place in 1995, so I hope everybody's up to date on their ska. <laughs> oh my god, it goes back to us, we're all dressed like ska kids. <laughs> <laughs> and he looks, doctor, quick question, grab the banana. Where do I put the box? You told me to move it here, I don't, where? Not, by the way, Jesus, what does your name say? Your name, Frederico Ortega. Frederico Ortega. Sorry, I missed yeah, that part. No problem. Yeah, my, my name, Texas, Dr. Brooklyn Skoog. Brooklyn. Dr. Brooklyn Skoog. S-K-O-O-G. I, I put both Jesus and my names on the, yep. nice. on the thing. Nice. And I'm sorry, Jesus, you're what, Ortega? Frederico Ortega. Okay. Doctor? Grab the banana. 
if I must. And it, it reaches into the, the, the banana box, I guess. Yeah, yeah, the banana box. No one told me where to put Ninja. Yeah. Grab the doctor. I on hug. the shoulder, please. I was about to hug the doctor and I grab his shoulder. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Soldier, grab the ninja. If I, you can, <laughs> so wily are his skills. By the way, this is a very short, squattish, like just man, just like he doesn't look like he can move much of anything. Does he have like a punch? He has, like... a, he has a bit of a punch, yeah. Yeah, yeah like... I grab you by the scruff of the neck. Yeah. Ah, you can only do that because he is fooling you. He's <laughs> allowing you. So deft are his ninja skills. Fascinating. Do you have the ninja? Does the ninja have you? Finally. <laughs> I saw Naruto once. <laughs> I don't listen to hip hop. <laughs> <laughs> Finally. Vegan. The last of the, the chains clinks and falls to the ground. Vegan. Grab. The soldier with that bite. <laughs> she bares her teeth because that's absolutely what she was going to do. Mm-hmm. And she, she she grabs the the soldier's arm and she's like definitely squeezing, like, like feeling how much is there. <laughs> Anybody else might be like, oh, ooh, she's trying to put the mo-. no. There, there are no moves. She <laughs> she is sizing up who's going to be dinner. So, yeah, yeah, she's she's looking wanna, at the menu ahead of time. So I just want to you know I've never seen her before. Herbivore. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> and it's 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 Kevin who pulls the lever, shaking his head, mouths the words, "You suck." <laughs> I glare. I, I like to think Kevin's like five six, like <laughs> overweight acne, and he uh, just thinks he's hot shit. He's a redder. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And he pulls the lever and it is connected to a few gasoline generators and it's connected to a couple of vats of mysterious liquid, Red Bull, Mm. and then a Tesla coil and the Tesla coil leaps out and he hits all of you. And I'm going to need a being shocked sound on three, two, one. (laughs) And everything goes black and then white. And then blue, and then purple, and then red, and then green, or beige and beige, and then yellow. And the yellow persists. And you see in front of you a giant wormhole with flashing rings of purple light and electricity around it. And it's just this side of actionable and a ripoff of sliders, but not quite. <laughs> Oh my God, that wormhole, its color is like a banana. That's about three days old. <laughs> I see the appeal. <laughs> and I'm going to need everybody to do a yell falling through time sound on three, two, one. <laughs> and the, the color goes sky blue. And you're all lying there. You hear the gentle lapping of the waves. You feel the gentle rocking of a boat. And you feel that you are lying on a wet, slick surface. And you realize the doctor in no way actually told you anything other than it was a fishing vessel in the Bering Sea. 
We hope you enjoyed this episode of Fandible, where our heroes learned that time travel is totally bananas. Buckle up. If you liked this, then head on over to Fandible.com. We've done bunches of games, and I'm sure there's something there you'll like. You can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Discord. If you find that our podcast has a boatload of appeal, it's almost over, then go to Patreon forward slash Fandible and become a member. You get special releases and access to patron-only Discord chats, and we get to enjoy the fruits of our labor. No one made you listen to this. Finally, give us a rate and review wherever you listen to podcasts. It's super helpful to us, and we really appreciate it. Thanks for listening, and see you next time.